Well, tonight's disciples in the making. Amen. How many are excited that we're trying to raise up men to preach the gospel? I want you to know that as we have these men come up tonight, um, we're trying to keep, continue to do this every month. Um, we, we are raising these guys up and fulfilling our vision of evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. And uh, trying to have the, help, help these men answer the call to preach the gospel. And uh, I want you to know that disciples are not, and this is men or women, disciples are not born. They're made. We're not born disciples. We have to be made into disciples. Amen. So that's something that we have to learn. And uh, that's why we do what, the way we do, so we can learn how to handle ourselves. And it takes work. And it takes investment. And it takes a lot of time. And it takes um, a lot of sometimes changing spiritual diapers. Amen? That's, that's just part of it. But it's powerful. J Jesus had to do that all the time with his, with his men. Amen? He was always having to say, when are you going to get this? And then he would commend them. And they thank God he did it. And they've changed the world. And they brought the gospel to us. So we're going to have three... Uh, mighty men of God tonight, but I want to make a quick announcement uh, that we haven't said yet. Uh, Dylan will be emceeing a little bit between the uh, messages, um, but he, he got a great opportunity. He's uh, one of our oldest disciples, and uh, our home church is going to be doing a, every six weeks they're going to be doing a uh, rally with the youth in Colorado with all the churches, and uh, this is their first one next Saturday night, the 22nd, and uh, they asked our MZ Dillon to preach the first one. So they're going to fly him up there, and he's going to preach it. So isn't that awesome? Of all the people that they could have asked to do that, they asked him. And I'm excited for him. That's a great honor, amen? And so uh, just be praying for him that he'll be used, and uh, God will use him mighty. He's going to practice on us Wednesday night. So the message he's going to preach, he's going to preach to us Wednesday night. So, so get ready for that. Amen. We're going to have, uh, who's coming up first? Are we giving them a choice or something? Jose. Donnie was ready. Come on, Jose's got the phone. Amen. We got their timer. Give the, give the Lord a hand as Jose comes tonight to bring the word. They get 15 minutes each. Amen. God. <laughs> Best ones go first. No, <laughs> Hope y'all doing good tonight. Tonight, I just want to, if y'all can flip with me on the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 8. This is just up. Sorry. This is just going off of what Pastor just said. As you get there, I'm going to go ahead and read, uh, read out loud for y'all. But now, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are in the work of your hand. Do not be furious, O oh Lord, nor remember, iniqu nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, we all are your people. So off of that one but going off of that I'm just going off of what Pastor just said we're, disciples aren't made I mean disciples aren't born they're made and basically what I'm off of that verse we gotta let we gotta let God just be him do what he, he's gotta do for us I mean he's gonna he's gonna bless us he knows what we want he made us but we gotta let him mold us so be moldable like clay he's our potter 
And then the the title of my message this morning is The World's Eyes Are On You. Be doers of the gospel. I mean, examples of what not to do, I mean, we've been in here long enough to understand what not to do when we're out there. We're just being in here, we might be one person, but being out there, we got to understand that it's a whole different story. We, that's when the world's eyes are literally on us. So this here is it's our practice, practice field. This is where we actually let God mold us, disciple us, teach us, be educated, let him discipline you. And most of the time in here, as we listen to the messages, are we understanding what God's saying? It's, it's a difference. Difference in listening, and are you getting it? Are you comprehending what, what God's trying to tell you through these messages? There's no way around that. I mean, it might take time for some of us, but, but uh, you know, we all are human. And examples, I mean, if you, are, if you are doing, if you are listening, but not doing out there, you basically, we're basically deceiving ourselves. We're not, we're not letting God flow in us by being out there. It's a cold world out there. We got to understand that. And as we walk out there, we got to show the light. We got to be the flame. Let the flame show in everything. Be the light out in this world. I mean, at, at my job, there's, I love, I love what we do at my job, but sometimes some people don't get it because there's too much blasphemy over there. There's a lot of blasphemy, and I'm not just trying. I'm not trying to put my job down, or whatever. I know y'all heard me a couple times, but I can understand why some there's so much blasphemy because they're not. There's not enough doers. They've seen bad examples of others, and it's up to us to understand that we got to continue like, continue to like walk the walk, not just talk the talk. I mean, it's so. I mean. Examples of what's been happening, I mean, they go out and do installations and do installments for, for churches. They install uh, the artwork and every 3D pieces, everything. But to do all that, they have to go to, into other churches. And sometimes, I'm not trying to put any other church on blast. I'm not trying to say that we're the best church. But they see the, some bad examples. They see some bad examples of what the church is. And there's a church out in the, in the East Coast. Telling, oh, I don't know. One of the church members was telling one of our guys where to get beer at. I mean, we're not. We're trying to separate from the world, not not blend into the world. You can't do that. It's like Pastor said this morning: water and uh, oil don't mix. And basically, excuse me, I catch myself over here. There's a uh, another example is one of my uh, one of my head manager road managers out in the, on the on the road. He loves going to ch- to the churches what we're installing at because you know where else can we go to church as we're doing the installations. One time I don't know what happened, but he told the lady that uh, hey, well maybe we'll see you tomorrow at church. Like uh huh, and just kept walking. This lady just kept walking, didn't even respond. We'll see you at church tomorrow. Never responded, so I guess we wasn't welcome. I don't know. I mean, as an example of we got to understand, we got to separate separate ourselves from that. Be different. And then understand. it's understandable sometimes as Christians we do tend, we stumble, we fall, but we got to get back up. That's why we got to next, get next to other people who are doers, the doers of the gospel. 
Because if you fall in front of the doers of the gospel, at least they can help you back up. And if we fall in front of the world, they just look at you. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Can just keep walking. Keep walking into the, into the world. Excuse me. And um, there are three key examples of being doers of the gospel. Show the world. The first one is show the world the love of Christ. I mean, show them what God has done for you. Show them the struggles you've been through. But you can still it. You got show them that you can endure. Endure the pain. Endure the pain because it's worth it. At the end, it's going to be worth it. Yes, there will be. There's a lot of ups and downs, but God will. God will see that. He will honor that. He'll understand, and He will bless you at the very end. Just keep in push. Keep push. Keep on pushing. Another thing is a lot of people. A lot of people out in the world they tend to. They tend to do the right thing and then try to tell somebody else like, "Hey, look, look I just did this. I just fed this person. I just gave this person money." Or this and that, you know, trying to get a pat on the back. And then when God doesn't bless you, basically it's because you got you got the world's reward. God's the one who giving you the reward, not the world. We got to understand that his reward is much more bigger and better than, than the world's. Why are we looking to why are we looking to for the world's um for the world's uh I'm sorry. Uh, approval, yes. I'm sorry. Why are we looking for the world's approval? We've got to worry about what God thinks of us. And another example is if, like Pastor said this morning, God was with, I mean, Jesus was uh, hung out with sinners, but he didn't do what the sinners did. He, uh, he wasn't influenced. I, was, uh, I read online um, about Ray Comfort, and he, there was a question asked, are we, is it okay to be friends with an atheist? There's nothing in the Bible that says that. It's okay to be friends as long, you're not their friend if you don't tell them the gospel, if you don't preach the gospel to them. Who's influencing who? Um, number two, show your, obe- show your obedience and submission. So if you want to flip your book, flip your Bible to Philippians 2.14. I'm getting there. Say amen if you're there. Too fast. All right. Philippians 2.14. Guys on the cell phone device? All right, so verse 14, do all things without complaining and disputing. There are times whenever I'm out work and they're always trying to get me to work late hours, and that's fine unless, but please don't bug me on church days. Please don't bug me on church days, seriously. I mean, we got to put a limit. Yes, we got to put a limit to that because then it's going to be okay for them to do it over and over again. We got to put your standards up. You got to put your standards up. Without disputing and complaining, yes, I, we all have our ways of complaining sometimes, but we got to understand God's watching. God's watching. He knows you're trying. He sees the heart. doesn't give an excuse to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and skip this way, but I know they won't do it the next time. Yeah, they will. Just got to be careful. And it leads on to the third one. Convict the world in a loving way. So on, on the next verse... 15 
that you may become blameless and harmless children of blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked per, perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world so I don't know about y'all but there were times when I was not basically not just being a doer I saw how a lot of people were getting blessed and blameless that convicted me I'm like man how does that happen? I mean, Lord, I've tried this over and over, and then you just hear that small, still voice saying, have you really tried over and over? Have you really put an effort to it? What What is... Sorry. I mean, that... We got to understand that when somebody's doing something wrong, you don't just say, like, hey, that's a sin against God. Don't be doing that. Just, like, basically jumping on them, putting them on blast. Pull them aside. Talk to them. Speak to them in a loving way. You can't put them on blast and then, well, they're not going to want to ever come to church again. We keep doing that. I mean, and, and as you are a doer, keep in mind that the devil will keep throwing stuff at you he's waiting for you to slip up every time you try to do forward he'll try to throw things in your head even the mind battles he'll try to throw things in your head you, you saw what you did last week you used to do this why can't you do it again I mean everybody else is doing the other churches are doing it I'm like that's not me I don't want to go back to what God basically shows how without him how bad we are how wicked we really are inside to make us understand that to make us not want to go back not want to go back to our old ways. And if you do, oh my goodness, woes me, right? Pray to God that somebody's getting this. No. Um, as um I don't know about y'all but how God talks to some of us, but me through music. And I, I am being trying to be careful with what kind of music I listen to. And there's a song that is basically called The Timepiece, and it basically states out who, that every moment that we live right now, nowadays, we got to be careful. Every chance we get to, to, to speak the word, to witness to somebody, we have to basically take that moment. I mean, if it's something hard that you can't, that, that's really hard to do, that's basically God telling you. We've heard it many times. That's God telling you, go for it. This is, this is your moment. Tell, tell them what I've done for you. Speak out, stand, stand out, and one of the here's I gotta read some of these lyrics because pretty powerful. Whenever I get into it, does my time spent on earth qualify me for heaven, or did we tick him off by wasting all of these ticks on this clock, or is he graciously giving me time to give him my heart? We gotta make the most of this uh, stopwatch that we're racing. We are in a race. We gotta continue, continue spreading. Don't stop. Don't look. Don't get distracted. You stop and watch that. You, that you're not racing, and you're erasing your minutes. You can't erase your minutes. Everything that you do, you can't erase. You can't go back and try to fix it. It's already done. But thank God, it's under the blood right now. You can't replace them. And at the end of your days, when you when eternity is in your face. You have one life to offer up in his service or to lay to waste. So what are we doing? What are we doing that's actually, that's actually showing that we are doers of God? What, what, 
ask yourself, what, what are we trying to, to, to get God's approval or are we trying to get the world's approval? And I don't know about y'all, but I encourage y'all about Saturday. Go out there. Go out there. We got to start making creative, start thinking of creative ways of getting more people in here. Because the devil's got his, he's already stepping it up. We got to step it up more, a couple notches. So we got to understand, I mean, I wish we could have done this a little earlier. I already told Pastor, I'd rather be out in the, I mean, the word of God, the salvation of God is free. It's there if, you, if it's there for the taking. An example of like what I wanted to do, I wish I could have done it a little earlier. Go out there in the middle of the street or the street lights. Instead of saying, help me out, help me out, I'm, I, need, I need money or whatever, why don't you just put free food, ask me how, ask me where, and have the, have the cards right there in your hand. Have the cards right there in your hand, just pass them out. That, that'll, that'll do it all right there. Pass them out or go walking around, do whatever. You gotta start, making, start having creative ways to outreaching. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's give God praise one more time. Let's... What an amazing word, Amen. You know, we gotta we gotta be doers of the word. We hear the we hear the word. We read the word, and 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 we got we got twenty Bibles in our houses, Amen. We gotta practice the word, Amen. We got we got so many opportunities to seize the moment and preach the gospel. You know, it'd be amazing how many people we've seen right there at the gas pump, pumping gas, and we. We missed that moment, and that was it. That was their last moment to hear the gospel, amen? This is such a powerful word. We're going we're gonna, to uh, move on, and uh, we're going to invite Johnny to come up here and preach the gospel, amen? Open up your hearts. y'all doing today i just want to pray real quick heavenly father lord just come into this place lord manifest your name amongst our lips lord that we'll glorify you heavenly father that you'll use me our heavenly father and give me a word to give to everybody that they'll be used and be able to go out there and speak and preach your word heavenly father in jesus name i pray amen <laughs> Uh, get organized. All right. If y'all could turn to Galatians, Galatians um, five, sixteen. I'm gonna be preaching. My topic of the sermon today is uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, and Every day we deal with our flesh, rather if you know it or not, like the flesh is powerful. Behind the flesh is a whole bunch of stuff that cause you to fall short of the spirit and the glory that God has intended for you. So um, walking in the spirit, Galatians 5, 16, I say then walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And this are 
contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law and when I read that it touched me in a way and had me thinking like okay biggest thing you deal with is is flesh like the flesh is it's a bad thing but the spirit is even better because if you focus on the bad you miss the good and with that you know you it's a it's a visible war going on you got good you got bad and you don't want to be caught up on the wrong side not even knowing it I'm gonna give y'all a little testimony. I had uh, I had I had a battle within myself with the flesh. The world, I mean, the flesh was telling me, "Oh, post it. It's okay," and which it probably would have been to the person I was trying to send it to. But the devil got his way of getting in the media, so it didn't go to the person I wanted to send it to. It went to everybody. Yeah, and it was a bad situation, and I needed some correction. And I thank God for my pastor because he gave me that correction. And I mean, and in the Bible it says, if y'all went to conference, y'all realized that with Pastor Jones being a disciple is being able to take correction. And I'm just glad that you 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 are my pastor, Pastor Blake, Miss Carla. I I love y'all. And thank you. And uh, with that said, I was reading on the Bible in the First John two fifteen through sixteen said, "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, they do not love the Father. It is not in him all of the all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life is not of the Father, but is of the world." And when I read that, I got out of that. It's like, born into this world, you were designed to fall. Like, he want to steal, kill, destroy everything and everyone. I was watching the Animal Planet. I love Disney, uh, Discovery Channel, I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> well, Disney Channel, I got, I got three kids living with me, so I'll be on that too. So, uh, yeah, I was watching Discovery Channel, and, they were showing the lions, and it was a little baby because uh, you could see him wobbling, and he, he just had him. He was he was fresh to the world, but he didn't know what the world lies. And the mama blessed us so that she was by herself. The herd and the left her. They were like, "We ain't got time for you to have that baby. We gotta go." So she had the baby wobbling. The lion seen that as an opportunity. I'm like, "Look at that devil." He went up and snatched the baby. Ain't nothing the mama could do. She cried, tried to kick it. There was too many of them. And I was like, wow, that's how he's out here getting us today. And it's it's really sad. I mean, <laughs> I understand what compassion is because I, I kind of had a tear in my wife. She was like, uh, what's wrong with you, AC? You know. <laughs> I'm a tough boy. I'm a, I ain't going to be out here crying. You know, it's just cold in here. But yeah. But that's the flesh. That's a lie. That was a lie. So we're going to keep that moving. But yeah, back to uh, Galatians. Galatians 19, um, 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evil, are 
invented, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, laziness, idolatry, hatred, and that this list goes on and on. Jealousy, envy. But I wanted to get to envy. Envy and murder. With envy, envy is a, a disease. It's an illness that can take over and get in your soul and have you corrupt and have you doing things that you didn't even know that was of the flesh. And just be careful of what you do and what you say because you never know who's watching, like Jose said, you know. And you got to be able to stand for something. That's why I appreciate you, Pastor, with that correction. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And sometimes, you know, I, don't, I ain't going to consider myself a baby Christian, but I am. I mean, every day, all of us are baby Christians. We're still learning. If anybody say they know that Bible front to back, they, they don't lie to you. Because you can read this a thousand times, and you're going to get something different every time. And God's word is divine. Like, the message that I had for y'all tonight, we're really on this. But after that correction, it, it was like God put me in that situation for me to come and talk about that. And then when I get to church this morning, my pastor was pretty much lined up on the same thing. And I'm like, oh, bless you, Lord. That was my message. And I was like, I'm going to run with what I had because... I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about something totally different, but that ain't what God had seen for because today we're dealing with a real issue and it's the flesh. And I asked everybody at work, like, what's your biggest problem that you're dealing with? What 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 is your problem that you feel like you need help with? And people said money, which is true, but besides money, one of the biggest ones I got was flesh. Like control of the eyes, the tongue, mouth, like just everyday thing, everyday living. Like the flesh will have you doing stuff that you normally wouldn't do. And I'm just thanking God today, y'all, that I do have a church home that I can call my home that actually is sincere. And I see all y'all loving faces. And I'm glad that I'm able to be around y'all people because... The life that I did have, I don't want to go back to. And my beautiful wife back there, I love her. I love her so much, Lord. And she found it. Like, I'm going to tell you the story of how we came to this church. I've been at this church going on about two or three years now, right, baby? And um, she was. we were working at Walmart together, and... It was a lady named Sharon. I don't know if y'all know, most, most of y'all probably know Sharon. She invited my wife to the church. And it was, it was, it was grace of God because in my heart, I felt like I ain't living right. You know, I was partying, rolling up, yeah, and all that. <laughs> I was living bad, thugging, gang banging, just a bad person. And... We were bad together, but I seen a change in her, and and I wanted to change, and we were living together. We wasn't married, and she was like, she came home all of a sudden, like, baby, I found this church. I found this church, and you ain't going to believe it, but you're going to like it. I want you to go. I want you to go. <laughs> so I came, and I've been here ever since, thank God.
you know? Amen. And uh, with that said, man, just, if y'all don't have a church home and y'all need a church home, it don't have to be this church, but find a church home. But more than that, man, get you a Bible. Get This right here is what you need because the basic instructions before leaving earth, which we all going to have to go. I went to a funeral Saturday. My grandmother passed away, for y'all that don't know. And I love my grandmother. My grandmother called me every day. I'm listening to her messages as we speak. Like, she'll call me here like, hey, baby. <laughs> my granny talked fast, but she stuttered when she talked. And I, I can't, don't, can't explain that to y'all, but she stuttered and she talked fast. So, <laughs> But she used to call me and like, baby, just call me when you get the message. And every message I heard, it was like, well, are you going to call me? Call me. It's very important. <laughs> and all this time, she wanted me to call and talk to her. And it's like, now I can't talk to her. Because it's two days that you don't have no control over. The day you come here and the day you leave. But the most important thing about that ain't the day that you came or the day that you leave. It's that little dash in between them. It's the legacy you leave. And the legacy my grandmother left was a mighty one, man. I got a cousin. I actually got two cousins that should be in ministry right now today because the the way they speak, the the enthusiastic, like, just talking to them, they'll turn a sermon into nothing. Like, <laughs> they'll, like, talking to them feel like you're getting preached at when they don't even be trying to preach. And they're not living right, but I know God going to deal with them because I've been praying, and I'd like y'all to pray for me. And I got a brother, too, same guy, Adrian's brother. Uh, y'all might get to meet him very shortly, but he, he, that guy, he got an anointing on him, too. Know the Bible from front to back, but what is he doing with it? You know, I mean, you can know the Bible, but you live in it. And that's come to, that comes to the flesh, you know. The flesh ain't going to want you to live that. He want to he wanna take you far as far from God as possible. And, like, I read something the other day. I ain't got my, my notes together. I'm sorry about that, y'all. But it was saying the devil will try to trouble you. And if you would like to trouble him back, praise and give honor and glory to God in front of him. And not only that, he won't trouble you no more, but you're going to trouble him. And he's going to be quick to flee away from you. And I was like, wow, you know, we serve a mighty God. We serve a good God. Amen. Amen. Say, so, uh, with that said, you know, kind of run out of time and run out of things to talk about. But when you're talking about God, it's really nothing. You can run out of time without talking. I'm going to talk on some of Jose notes a little bit I took from him that stood out to me and and just had me like wow Jesus was in the crowd but not of the crowd and I find myself sometimes I'm around people that's not of this world and I felt like in my spirit I wasn't strong enough to be around them people and I stayed away and I cut them off but I felt I realized that's the wrong thing I could have done and I should have done because I should have been strong in my spirit to actually be a light to them 
Dwayne said something at Breakaway uh, a week ago that that touched me, and I, I've been walking with that and living with that. He said, "You need to be that light." He said, "He go he goes to work, and he has this routine. He cleans up. He treats it like it's his his home, and the people around him wasn't like that. They was doing their own little thing and." Not even really current, just it's a job, I'm here to get a check. So Dwayne, uh, you know, he do his thing. I love Dwayne, my brother. But he said one of the guys was mopping and wanted to go smoke a cigarette. And he said uh, the guy when he came, he was like, Dwayne, don't touch the mop. I'm going to finish. <laughs> God, I know how you are. You will just do it. But like, when he said that and that, that, that message, man, it was, it was awesome. If y'all ain't made it to break away, Y'all need to, man. And I thank God for Dwayne because he got an anointing on him, and God is really using him. Amen. I love you, Dwayne. And uh, my little nephew, too, man, Chucky. I was talking to my wife, and she said Miss Loria came to her, and she was like, whatever y'all doing with them kids, you keep it up. I guess that's my time, but... Yeah, she's like, y'all keep it up because... Off, man. <laughs> keep, hey, she was like, keep it up because the, the message that she was learning with them kids in the in the children's church back there, she was like, these kids are asking questions I ain't never had a kid ask. And that touched me. I was like, baby, we're doing something right, you know. And whatever it is, we got to keep it because the devil will come at us at every angle and every way. And as long as you got God before you <laughs> and Nothing else is, and nothing else matters. So I ain't gonna hold up too much time, cause I believe my brother Donnie is gonna come with a powerful word. And I just thank y'all for y'all time, and y'all have a blessed day, a blessed night, and be safe going home. Amen. 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 Who all wants to walk in the spirit? Amen. We got some people here that said, Lord, just help me walk in the spirit. Amen. Because devil's trying to knock us down day by day. I'm telling you. You know what? Uh, if, if, you would count, if you would count how many billboards, how many text messages, how many emails, and how many posts you see a day on Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere else that is just, just, just pouring out. Right? If, you had a, if, you, if, there was a, if there was a Bible... And I'm telling you, you're reading it all day long because that is the devil's Bible. Boy, I'm telling you, he uses that to fill up your, your flesh. And then when you, when you counter it, the other side is the spirit. But, you know, as many hours as we're getting filled with the flesh, boy, I'm telling you, we got to walk in the spirit, amen? Otherwise, all we'll be doing is the works of the flesh. And if you actually thought about how effective we can be in witnessing filled it with the flesh, I'm telling you, walk in the spirit is necessary, amen? Amen. Let's give God praise one more time as Donnie comes up. Amen. Howdy. Excuse me, I heard a frog in my house and I think it jumped down my throat. Just bear with me. Sit up. All right. Uh, if can, if you have a Bible, open it up to Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 5, 
If you don't have a Bible, I think we have some lying around. You might want to grab one. Um, okay. Say amen when you get there. We'll open up in prayer. Father God, thank you for this day that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for being able to come into this place, Lord, and just listening to all the testimonies and just filling your, your presence here with us, Lord, just reminding us every day of where you brought us and how you changed us. And no matter how crazy it sounds, Lord, from what we were to who we are now, an actual person, a living being, in Christ Jesus, we love you and thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 through 8, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather in the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you have received, and freely give. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we've been talking about discipleship, Pastor. As it's coming up here, you know, one of the first things that struck me as a young Christian disciple, I was like, Lord... I was just planning on getting saved and sitting down there listening to the pastor. But for some reason I'm up here from where I am to here. I'm like, it's a God. No one else. I mean, I, it's crazy. And every testimony is a beautiful story. You know, Jesus gathered and he, uh, he, command, he commanded his disciples to go out and preach the gospel to every nation. No matter if they like to earn it or not. If it offends you, then oh well, it's your choice to be offended, but it's truth. Um, so being that, he commanded them to go out, heal the sick, and they did so, and we're doing so today. And that's what he commands us to do, and we should do that. We shouldn't be like, okay, this is just a word. We read it, we come to church, it's just another check in the box, go home, sit down, play Xbox. It is what it is. No, it's it's commitment when you come down here say Lord I'm sorry you know I don't know what this is inside me if you're real Lord touch me heal me and he will heal you you know amen you know I don't tell everybody this but since you know God gave me this message I want to let you know speaking of healing this wasn't in my notes but I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder to an extreme level it was ridiculously evil stuff. I didn't know where else to go. I didn't want to look to God. I felt scared of church. I was like, no, I could do this on my own. Someone's going to mess with me. I'm just going to do what I did overseas. And then something clicked. I, it was just like a dream. And before I knew it, I was here in Texas. Pastor prayed with me. I felt this sudden lifting off my spirit, my mind was clean. I didn't sleep at all. I would rest, power nap. If you know what power napping is, you put your feet up. I know I'm, I'm not trying to get off subject, but this is, tr this is truth, proof that God heals and he hears your prayers. Put my feet up, 
and I would just wait, I would be awake. Now, I sleep eight hours a day, and I get mad if I'm woken up. <laughs> Amen. You know, being a, being a young Christian, all of you that are out there, you young men, women, old men and women, um, you know, you got to throw that pride aside. Because when you, you're making a commitment, you're knowing the truth. Oh, Lord, I, I hear you. There's something about the name Jesus. It just, just is right. When you come up to these altars, you have to throw that pride aside. And we all struggle with it. I mean, especially guys. Throw it aside, and you just got to listen to someone that knows. You know, you, you come to the altar, you're not going to really know everything there is in the book. If you do, glory be to God. But you got to listen to your peers and your pastor and your leadership. Don't just, don't just go, hey, what do I do in this situation? And they tell you, and then you just keep on going forth, and you don't want to hear it. Accept, accept that correction. Accept that advice. That's, that's, good, that's good food for your soul. Uh, amen. And another thing, you know, one of the most, when I, when I was, I don't want to talk about myself, but it's, I want to put myself on blast because I just, it's, a, it's amazing how many miracles I've seen in here and out there, and now it's clicked. That was God that whole time. All those people that got saved, all those lives that were changed, and I was laughing at them, and now I should be laughing at where I used to be to now. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, we, I had to learn how to retain that teaching, the, the word, the messages that are given to me, and all the advice, because I was the only white kid on my block. I used to get beat up. Like, for example, I was in school. School, I was sitting there, little heavy metal-looking Donnie and some big guy, athlete Donnie, his name was Donnie, too. He would come up to me, give me a purple nurple, and I'd be like, he would say, whistle. And I would whistle. And he's like, what in the world? I, there's a point behind this. And then uh, I would whistle. He said, give me your lunch money. Look deep in his eyes. I said, Donnie, I have free lunches. I can't give you any lunch money. And he beat me up. Well, that's what the devil does to us. He wants that lunch money. We may not have all, all the, all, everything figured out, but, you know, we might get free lunches. We might buy our lunch, but as long as we stay firm in the gospel and just retain on that teaching of Jesus Christ and believe that our Father heals and he will save us from any storm, amen. I mean, my mom, thank God, and he provides a doorway for you to just be there for a, be there, you know, if, if you're, if you need healing with somebody, especially around these holiday seasons, he opens up doors, and it, and we see him, your spirit tells you, hey, there's a door, take it, go to the Lord, speak out to that family member, that friend, and if we don't do it, then it's our decision, but he tells us to reach out to them, not go hang out with them, do the same old stuff that they're doing, be a beacon to them, and that, you know, our loved ones seeing us change from a, one of those people to who we are now. We're, we're the same. We still sin. It's just we found Jesus. And we're no better than they are. We're the same. We're God-given. We, we answered the call. We answered the call, and we want them to know him. So they don't have to go to hell. And just 
seeing these kids come up here and getting saved, it's just, you, you should just think about the future when all the, gen, when all the older guys and ladies are passed away and how much, you know, back then the disciples passed down their teachings from Jesus Christ, all these generations to hear. And we're learning that right now. And them going to be brought up in the gospel. You know, nowadays, um, I think Christians should be on the front lines, like spiritually, more than they are. Because for some reason, this nation is just changing. We need to raise up our kids in God and learning teachings of Jesus Christ. Because if we don't, then this, then what good is it going to do for this nation? It, sorry. I, you know, amen, glory be to God. Um, you know, as refined children, we have to be obedient. You know, learning the ropes. We start off a baby Christian. We start off on the altar. We're getting... We're learning more about the word and what books are in the Bible, what verses, and how much Jesus loves us. We also got to remain obedient to his commandments. The bet, you know, we're sinners. We're going to slip up. I slip up and my, my wife reminds me of it when I do. It drives me crazy, but thank God for her. You know, you have to, you have to eventually accept the fact that even though you're new, Christ Jesus, eventually you will be brought up. I get, you know, there's young people that need to know that you're going to be taken in a leadership position and you could either accept it or just say, I'll just stay comfortable in the seat. You know, God's calling you. He called you there because that's not where he wants you to just be. He wants you to, he has a better plan for you, a finished product. Refined in the fire. Finished product when you're right here. You know, just like he, when he sent Jesus Christ to this earth. He came as a baby. He led his disciples. And to show them the finished product of our salvation on the cross. He was there crucified. Then, not just that, he said, look, I love you. His son, Jesus, rose from the grave three days later. He preaches, and he's here with us, and he's coming back for his church. And you know what's getting closer to that. Matthew four eighteen. If you could turn there real fast, please. Say amen when you get there. Okay, Matthew four eighteen. Through 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting out a net into the sea, for when they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. You know, that's, 
it's hard to, it's hard to break ties it's hard, it's hard to get out of that spot where we're we're comfortable with our job and you know honestly there's some people at my job that drive me crazy there's, some, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff out there but there's an opportunity that God has you there for a reason and just because you're getting mad that's the enemy saying hey ain't no good here just quit it's gonna be all right you, you know what? You you've done what you need. No, you you. You don't don't leave out of anger. You, you're not a failure. You're there for a reason, and it may seem crazy, but it's a spiritual battle into our flesh. It's so intense. Sometimes we can't ha- handle it, so our mind is, gets a little stressed out. But that's when we go to our Father in prayer. That's when we use the things that we learn in His Holy Word to to reach him for him to touch us and take that from us so we could keep trucking. And you know what? Uh, they had their nets and their fishing boat with their father. And I, I love my I love my daddy. I love my I love my mom. God God bless her. I can't understand what they both talked about all the time, but I love them. And you know a question part of my life uh, was am I ready to leave them am I ready to leave home to be an adult but I realized that wasn't the the right question I should be asking myself what we should be asking ourselves is are we ready to drop our nets fishing for fish to do what God's called us to do to further the kingdom of heaven that's 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 the that's that's the bullseye on the target because this day and age we need to be refined, ready to go, because it's get, it's getting hairy fast. This makes me mad, and like Pastor was sharing that video today at lunch, and it's just it's a, it's a confirmation. His word is real because it says in the book and the, the end of times. They're, they're, the Pope's making all these other religions one religion, one God, but we know who we serve, and there's only one God. That's Jesus Christ, you know. God sent his only begotten son who died. Uh, who, uh, tell you, the devil's a liar. I'm trying to choke you up. I mean, just today, this thing just came. I'm like, man, this is the word. I don't know what to do. But I prayed, and you know, he's going he's gonna to get us through it. If you, have a pro, if you have a situation you're going through, a need, a miracle, Really, uh, you know, if you, does that mean time's up? Man, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish if you don't mind. You know, I feel led by the Holy Spirit. Time, you know, God's always on time, and He put this on my heart. And you know, Matthew, to raise up disciples, you've got to be like a, you know, He's a potter. Potter has the clay. He's molding you. He's molding us, and we, we, we're just. I'll constantly, Lord, I'm not perfect. We start beating ourselves up. What are we doing? I don't know if I want to go to church. I've done too much wrong. Done too much bad. And when the clay gets too dry, you've got to try to wet it out. So God's sitting there trying to wet it out. Say, oh, it's, you know, be all right. He's, he's, he's telling us it's going to be all right. But we keep on, no, no, no. We get so wet, he has to throw that piece of clay away and put another one on it. Well, we have to just kind of like start the process over. If, if you're being raised in church, don't just leave. Stay in church. Find a good church. 
look up to your elders and listen what they got to say because it's all good. It's all good. Praise the Lord for them and thank God for our leadership. Most of all, thank you, Pastor. Thank you for all the ministries that we have here. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, Nicole and I, we wouldn't have a family. I mean, we love our family. We try to reach out to them, but they don't want to hear it, and that's the saddest thing. But having you guys to keep us encouraged, it's really a blessing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You know, um, just, just a little, bear with me. Um, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, You know, it's always a blessing to hear these guys right here. I was listening to the message this morning, and I was like, Pastor, did you look over my shoulder when I was writing these notes? Cause... <laughs> One nineteen, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, listen to God's word. He will bless you. He wants to bless us. He wants us to come to him. He's calling us. We're all called, but few are willing to, to, to hear the call. And, you know, I'm going to end with this. There's a man named Jonah. You could read it. I'm not going to read the whole story. You probably know it. If not, just read it. It's in Jonah, chapter 1 through verse 4. Uh, Jonah was a man of God. I mean, you could be saved, doing what you think's right, and God calls you to do something, and it's out of your comfort comfort zone you're not ready to take that step for that next step and where God has you it's it's, it's going to be, be uh, what, what is it very belly of a day Jonah got swallowed by a whale God corrected him I bet you Jonah was scared out of his mind am I going to am I going to die Lord help me God had mercy on him and he just wanted to correct Jonah he, he had a plan for them don't 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 give up and don't lose hope and have faith in the one that knew us from the womb he loves you very much. In Jesus' name, amen.